Thought Bubble Audio. Broadcasting live from Catco Plaza, this is Supergirl TV Talk, the podcast devoted to CBS's TV show Supergirl. I'm Tim, and with me is not Frank tonight. Frank had some other obligations that he he had to partake in, mainly traveling with his fiancée, which is pretty terrific on his part. But he did leave me high and dry on a mid-season finale, which is just terrible. And so, um, but I was able to grapple in. A good friend of our, a uh, good friend of mine, of Frank's, and of the show. I'd like to introduce you to my friend and soon to be yours, Palmer. Hi, everybody. Hi, welcome, Palmer. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, you're welcome. And may I say, it really speaks to your professionalism that you have enough in a budget for an understudy. Yeah, thank you. You know, we make so many dollars here at Supergirl TV Talk. So many dollars. I'm going to be a dozen air one day. Sweet. One day. One All right, day. so I have some emails I'd like to get. Th- I'd like to read. We got some letters. Okay, I will respond to them as as Frank would. Great. Okay. Good. Do your best Frank impression. That'll make everybody feel great. You know, they're already off kilter because I introduced the show, which never happens, and so they're already confused. To be fair, comic book people love random sudden change. Yes, exactly. It is what we live and thrive for. Random sudden change. Okay. The status, but the status quo will return next episode. Wow, I'm already getting fired. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, real, real short from Tracy Davis says, um, "Nice to see Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter on TV again." I agree. Last time we saw Martian Manhunter live action TV was Smallville. Right. Although that was a really good Martian Manhunter, and really one of the only things I liked about Smallville. It was a really good Martian Manhunter. Phil Lamar was, uh, yeah. yeah, he was real good. You only saw him green once, though. We I talked about this with Frank last episode. He gets there's the Justice Society episode, and he gets hit with a beam, and he's like going into through space dimension, um, and you see him green for a second, right. and that's it. Um, what I really don't like about Martian Manhunter on Supergirl is the fact that now I gotta live with you since you called it from week one. Yeah, week, week two. No, it was week one. The, no, as soon as you was, see his eyes turn red, I remember. You yeah, going, that's we. pilot episode. Yeah. Yep. You got to live with me forever oh, now. God. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking yep. of insightful things, insightful panda writes, "Hey all, so I brought this up in my articles a few times and figured that you would enjoy it too. Even though Hank Henshaw's name choice was a misdirection for Martian Manhunter, there is still a way to see Cyborg Superman, but not that version." Uh, this is a slight spoiler, just in case anybody um, in case anybody cares. So, comic spoiler. In the New 52, Cyborg Superman is Kara's dad, rebuilt by Brainiac. Considering the writers love the New 52 series, and this is Kara's story, I feel like it would be an incredibly powerful twist. This is either a fan theory or a desperate wish or a desperate wish were true or a massive spoiler. LOL. Regards, Joe. Um, I think there's two, there's two ways they could go. Um, obviously Hank Henshaw is quote unquote dead. So you could still see him as cyborg Superman, or you could see the Kara's dad angle, which I would really love. I really love that they did that in new 52. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it gives the character a little bit more purpose seeing as how obviously you didn't have the whole return of Superman. Right. Well, his whole purpose in the comics is to make fun of Mr. Fantastic. So really, and then to be brought in as Cyborg Superman afterwards. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would like to see that twist too. Although I really still, instead of it being her biological father, I'm really hoping it's Dean Cain. I'm hoping for a Jeremiah. Well, that's because we just want more Dean Cain. I want more Dean Cain. And I want, because I, then it is like a metafictional Cyborg Superman because he was Superman. Right. That's even better. That makes yeah. Cyborg Superman so much better for me. Um from Susan Smith, we get another amazing episode of Supergirl. This show tops itself week after week. I was hesitant to take a shine to the idea that Henshaw was the Martian Manhunter, but after seeing it live, we did it live. Um, it screamed at my TV cheering and totally loving it. I think it's going to be excellent. Added to the news about the Silver Banshee casting, and I've never been more excited for a season of television. But man, do I feel bad for poor Wynn. I wish it had been... I wish... 
it would have somehow been him who sparked Kara's powers to return, not James. I think the show is truly undeserving of the uh, is really undeserving the awesomeness that is win, and I'm afraid for what that means for the Toy Man story. Bring on the Astra showdown. Wynn kind of redeemed himself this week from yeah. last week's like, oh, I, they hugged each other. I'm sad forever now. Wasn't a fan of that. Well, I mean, he caught them in the act of hugging. Oh, I know. Which Where must... was the room for the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Where was it? It was yeah. supposed to be a balloon. <laughs> you know? um, I like Wynn. Um, I've said it from the beginning. I believe he is actually Jimmy Olsen in disguise. Uh, which is why I didn't like James Olsen. I, it, I warmed up to him. Yeah. But you had Jimmy Olsen. You were calling him something else. Mm-hmm. Um, as, far so, as, as far as James being the reason Kara's powers came back. She's got a crush, of course. She doesn't have a crush on him in the same way. It wouldn't, ma- it, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense, but also he was in danger. Other people were in danger. It sparked it. It's not necessarily... It's the just, romantic tie. I think if if Wynn was falling down the elevator it shaft, it, it would have way. happened the same way. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, I have another email here from David. It says, they did it. I was on the edge of my seat when Alex was about to confront, quote-unquote, Hank. I was on my feet when he said he was not Hank Henshaw. I was fist-pumping when he said, soul survivor of a lost world. I was screaming at my TV when he said he was a shapeshifter. I was jumping up and down when he said, last son of Mars. I lost my mind at the big reveal. I like the way that he did this. He was very active during that scene. I wonder how he actually, like, how many times did he have to rewind it to find out what actually happened? I'm actually more impressed with. I'm actually more impressed with the repetition of the way that he wrote this email. Says, right. I was. I was. I was. I was. He's a good speechwriter. Yeah. Is. This is. This is very yeah. good. And you know, I mean, as soon as he said shapeshifter, we all knew where it was going. Well, I, I, I said. I said to Frank last. I said to Frank last week. He te- he was watching ahead of me, and he texted me all caps. Are you watching Supergirl? And right. as soon as he sent that, I was like, I am the smartest man alive. I I, um, I know exactly. Well, I'm glad the text Frank sent you was in English, because the text I got from you, the only English word was Supergirl. You were at a show, and I didn't want to spoil it for you. I apologize. <laughs> um, and then you were like, you know, make sure you don't go on the internet until you, until you see this. Which is really hard when someone's like, oh, especially when someone's right next to me who goes... I just went on the internet and I know what happened. I know, I know. I'm gonna. It's a good thing we're seeing Star Wars together. Yeah. Because I don't know. Like, don't go on the internet. You know, um, I, everyone I, dies. It's a reboot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jar Jar shows up and kills everybody. I'd watch that movie and uh, then be very angry, but I would absolutely watch it to its completion. Yeah. I got one more email left here from Noah Steinberg. Uh, when I saw Marcia. Marcia Man Punter. I'm gonna say that is a that is typo. a that is a typo of the finest caliber. Thank you, Siri. Dan Siri. When I saw Martian Manhunter for the first time on this TV show, I freaked out. This is the best episode so far, and it's a different take on how to get Supergirl's powers and get superheroes. How is back, and it was cool. And they continued the Red Tornado arc. Did not mess a step. That's what happens when you send emails from iPhones. You get all confused yeah. and befuddled. But thank you, Noah, for sending that in anyway. It is very exciting. Okay. Uh, just a quick, before we get into the regular episode here, just a quick uh, stop into Supergirl.tv, your place for all Supergirl news on the web. I use it. Palmer has learned about it um, and uses it. Frank uses it. It's a great place to get your news, your reviews, your spoilers, your pictures, everything. It's a great one-stop. Um, it's actually really nicely designed. It's for it by it fans, for nice. fans. Yeah, yeah, it looks real nice. Well, some fan some fan sites. It's like a it's like nineteen ninety eight GeoCities. Still, right. yeah. it's like come on, update yourself. But yeah. this is it's primo caliber. It looks, yeah. It's very beautiful I mean, looking website. You're, you're doing this for free. Put some professionalism. That's right. It. Come on. You know, we all do this for free, folks. Put some professionalism <laughs> into it. Nobody is telling us to record our voices every week and write and write in a big red notebook about things that ultimately don't matter. But you know what? They do to us, and so it's okay. So check out Supergirl.tv uh, for all of your news. Now, let us get into this 
episode, um, episode eight, Hostile Takeover. Um, it picks up exactly where the episode leaves off yes. last week, which is with Astra and the Kryptonians confronting Kara. It's a little bit of altercation. And I remember last week thinking, what the heck are those blue things on them? Like, what are they, why, do they, why are their shoulders blue? They're cool lights. Yeah. How, are you, how else are you going to look but, in But the, the cool lights also cancel out kryptonite, um, kryptonite yeah. which I liked that. I don't think I've ever seen that before. No. Usually it's like, well, you know, kryptonite is bad, but we're used to it. Right. So, you know, in the Superman movie... Zod isn't really affected because he still hasn't been around that long. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm glad they took it into a different area. Uh, and I, the show goes by so fast that I already forgotten about the blue on their chest mm-hmm. when they threw her in the prison. I'm like, kryptonite does not really work on her. Why are we? Why are we throwing her in a kryptonite prison? Oh, right. Although they took it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. That's totally true. I didn't think about that. I actually didn't think about that. Um, but I know I've never seen it's like a little radiation shield thing. That was good. I, I no, it was. Um, it was yeah, it was like, good. Is this going to be? Uh, is this going to be another form of kryptonite? I don't know. I like that she didn't know that it was called kryptonite. I like. I get Kara says, "Oh, right. blah blah blah, kryptonite," and she was like, "Oh, that's kind of that's cute. cute, right?" That's what you guys call. Well, yeah. I mean, it is an Earth term. Like, I don't, I don't think Kryptonians would have come up with it. Well, Kryptonite didn't technically exist for them. Exactly. Yeah, so... Um, but it's interesting that they've never encountered Kryptonite before until the, even that moment. I mean, there was a moment a couple episodes ago where she was like, What is this? What is this magic uh, that has stabbed me? Um, but... It's that they've been on Earth for ten years. It's funny that they've never encountered piece of kryptonite before. Well, they, well, they didn't really come from anything. Krypton, so that right. is, yeah. And so, never mind. I'm the, just really talking. The DEO has it. So, yes, I mean, um, as long as you're not crossing the DEO, they're not going to try and stab you with a piece of kryptonite. That's true. I made that mistake twice. Yeah, but yeah, I like that Henshaw was like, "You get it, my knife back." I kind of like that knife. That was a good knife. Do we call him Henshaw or do we call him Jean now? This is I was thinking about this during the episode. I was like, what do as fans we know he's not really Hank Henshaw? You have to call him Henshaw. He's still Henshaw in the show because for some reason he does not want Kara knowing. Okay, right. Which is weird because you find out later on in the that show that Superman knows. That he, right, Superman knows. So why not tell his cousin? Like, what's the big secret? Um, for that. I don't. Maybe he just want like maybe he just doesn't know her well enough to trust her yet because he can't read her mind, right? This is true because because his psychic powers don't work on Kryptonians, right? And so he had he has to build trust the old fashioned way, and so maybe he just doesn't. You are not all members of your family. Just because he likes Superman doesn't necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily mean right. But we see the last episode where there's trust issues between. Between her sister and Henshaw, and he as he reveals himself, so he can be like, "Look, this is why it seems like I'm." But he has acting. But he's way. known her for years, right? But if she had a trust issue with him, wouldn't that also carry over to the sister? Because she essentially accuses him of killing her father or Kara's foster father. So wouldn't it work better for him to be like, look, this is what happened to both of them? Yeah, but maybe, but maybe he trusts, maybe he trusts Alex enough to know that she'll quell whatever fear that Kara has. You know, she trusts Alex explicitly, right? And so, implicitly, explicitly, doesn't matter. Trust her. Um, he trusts her. So, like, he's just gonna leave that to her, and no harm, no foul. That's all that there is to it. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> Giving a bit makes sense. Yeah. Um, this whole episode really revolves around two things. It revolves around the Astra section. It revolves around Cat getting hacked. Right. Yeah. That is the two. That is the two storylines going on. You are correct. Yes. Um, normally, normally, this the show kind of plays off of one another like you can tell right from the start like every title's got like oh it's red faced oh everybody's angry oh red tornado has a red face blah 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 
this this one you don't get where it's all going until the very end because this one's called Hostile Takeover. So the hacking part is almost it's easy to figure out with like right. dark and all yep. this different stuff. Blah 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 blah. The you don't get the takeover the hostile takeover part and really until the very end when the Kryptonians attack Lord Industries for some unknown reason. Can we talk about that for a second? Why do they attack them? Um, because they know what's going on. They've been following. They. I'm pretty sure they're smart enough to kind of know. Lord's been trying to piece together information on Supergirl, which essentially would give him information on Kryptonians. Which, being the person that he is, the Lex Luthor of this show, he's probably looking for a way to quell Kryptonians, if possible. That is definitely a good reason to do it. Yeah, that's true. Well, we know for sure, even, that he has ways. Like, he shoots that, like, hot putty in that guy's right. eye, which was it's awesome. The mudslinger. The mudslinger. Yeah, that's Hashtag mudslinger. It. That's good. It's probably better than the name that I had, the putty thing. Right. That sounds like it should be on the Power Rangers. Yeah, well, putties were awesome. Yeah. You punched them once and they went yeah. away. Well, how, how useful is that? It was pretty bad for a villain. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of villains, let's go Astra for a second. Is Astra this show's Zod? Because she's married to Nan. Correct. And we've gotten... And she's the leader. And she's the general. Right. And her whole MO is on Krypton was blowing up government buildings, as they said, because she was trying to take the message right. that the Krypton was dying and they weren't doing enough. The, yeah. the government wasn't doing enough to protect its citizens. They do mention Zod. What? Yeah, in the flashback where she's talking to, where she's talking to her sister, um, Zod is mentioned. Zod and Nan are both mentioned. Non. I heard non because right. he, he said non killed the I'm, guard. Right. I am almost positive Zod is mentioned. Um, I think she is this show's Zod for now. And it's a nice way because it's her aunt. Um, I don't think it would take Zod off the table down the road. Well, Zod, you normally associate with Superman anyway. I definitely didn't hear Zod. I'm going to trust you. It's the fact that they did say Zod. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, maybe there is some there's some interplay and Zod is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't go to Fort Roz. You know what I mean? Or, right. or maybe they put him in a different section or blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. And so maybe Astra is Zod's replacement at that point. Because yeah. it, it's all the same thing. It's all the big, right. you know... Um, and, uh, you know, Astra, as far as villains go, not the most fashion savvy. The scene where she's just hovering above Cat Plaza doesn't look too good without a cape. Uh, I'm just saying. She's, yeah. She's just chilling up there like, oh, you're just a floating body. You could be a ghost. With a cape, then we know you mean business. Mm, that's true, but maybe she watched The Incredibles in sometime in that ten year period after Fort Ross, and she was like, "Ah, oh, Edna Mode, right? No capes, you know." Right, but it's—I it, don't think she's going to get killed by a revolving door. Mm, you don't know that. It could be the 1920s Watchmen universe. You don't know that. The kryptonite revolving door. Kryptonite revolving door. Yeah, well, why not kryptonite that's, for that's everything? That's why they were attacking Maxwell Lord. He had those in development. Revolving doors. Yes, good. <laughs> Um, Astra on the Berlanti flashback sequence, the classic Berlanti style, the, um, we get a, we got a Ra name drop. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, that's very good. People who don't know Ra, R-A is the... Ra. Did I say Ra? You said Ra, because I made the same mistake. I was like, did the Kryptonians just steal all of the Egyptian, Egyptian gods? gods? Yeah. No, it's it's Rao. Rao. I apologize. Um, I'm very tired. Um, we get a Rao name drop, which is the which is um, the Kryptonian. I said Egyptian. I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, the is the Kryptonian god. Correct. Um, it's the sun god yes. in which they worship. And sometimes you'll hear stuff like Great Rao and right. other such things. Um, 
If you want more on Rao, you can read Brian Hitch's JLA book on stands now at your local comic book store. Just read it slowly. It's late. Yeah, it is late, isn't it? Ugh. So much so they had to like throw in uh, Matt Kent to do a fill-in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's Brian Hitch. That's yeah, what, you that's what happens when you let the guy write and draw his own thing. But yeah. it's good. Definitely, definitely read it. It's good. It's definitely good. Um, so Kat, and we're just all over the place and it doesn't matter, kind of going through the episode, kind of not. Kat's email gets, Kat's email gets hacked and we learn a few things about Kat. Um, some, in, some insequential, some not. Like she sends right. 317, um, 317, she calls Lois Lane 317 somethings. We don't know what that is. Right. But she said worse to her face. That's as Cat would. Right. My favorite thing is that she put she was a backer for Jekyll and Hyde because I love that show. Yes, that is. Uh, it, I want to. I want to know. Did they just like throw in a bunch of musicals into a hat and pulled out that one? They probably whatever they could have the rights to, like in the show, like whichever one they could say, whichever one they could say. And Jekyll and Hyde happened to just be one of those. But it's also one of those shows that everyone, like people who are in the know about the show, go. <laughs> that's kind of funny and people who don't have never heard of right. the show go oh well clearly it's not phantom of the opera so. so to your knowledge nobody on the show is connected to the broadway run of jekyll and hyde the musical not not to my knowledge no um though i honestly didn't research that in the slightest as far as i know i, know, I just love putting you on the spot as long as far as i know no one is related to david hasselhoff so, David Hasselhoff was not the one. David Hasselhoff was indeed in Jekyll and Hyde. I have a DVD to prove it. Yes, but they've revived it. Oh yeah, I know, but you know, with but she was an ori- but she was an original. Yes, I saw it live. Right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was good. good. Um, so I'm saying, like, I'm wondering if anybody has that's it. Constantine the singer, not Constantine the fictional DC character. Just, I was trying to get these people to go see it, hoping that Constantine was in there. Just, just John Constantine <laughs> right. smoking, wearing his trench coat, yeah. being like, "Oh, this is my moment." Is it? He's yeah. gonna, he's gonna fight. Yeah, Hyde, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So she's an original backer. No, I like, I like the reference. You know, another, another pop up of, let's steal as many people from from musicals as possible. I wonder if we'll get David Hasselhoff as Zod. Oh, I hope, hope not. He already played Nick Fury, and it's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, we also get, as we move through, you said, you know, Astra's floating there, and she's not yep. wearing a cape, and she's doing the big thing. <laughs> we get a... Um, we get a very CG fight between Astra and Kara. Yes. It's real good for television. Yeah, I thought it was it, the way that they filmed it reminded me of Man of Steel, like a punch and a zoom away. You right. know what I mean? So it's just a figure; you don't have to worry about detail. It's kind of like a blob and yeah. it moves. Um, the the overly CGI, I think, is the is the term I'm looking for. It works for the show. Yeah, um, it's got an aesthetic and it's going. Yeah, with it. like in in some cases, it could come off looking just very fake and very cheesy. It works for the show. I think it doesn't. It doesn't linger on the fights. It right. it it does enough of them to you know like it goes through it. Everybody, every punch, every kick, every spin, every flight has a purpose, and so they're not just kind of like moving around and like slapping one another, and they're not moving slowly. Right. And I think that's that's the key. It because it's not very. Um, Superman quest for peace, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're on, or even even Superman too. Like, oh, we're on wires and we're fighting right. and boom and oh, look how slow motion I'm moving into the sign. None of that. It's very yeah, it's, it's very, very fast, quick paced. Yeah. Um, so one thing they do they do reference, and I I don't recall them coming across this before, is they do make it a point to say. In this universe, Superman does not kill. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a big old slap in the face to the DC movies, but yeah. Well, they, they, I, they do want to make it two distinct 
different world, which I think they've. I think did. I think it's very distinct. Absolutely, um, people smile and make jokes in the television yeah. show. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 very it is very different. The question then becomes: Will Kara? Will Kara kill? Yeah. I don't think so. I think they've 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 crafted a character that is too. She's in an, an innately good person. She wants to do good. Not saying that people who have to kill, you know, like in the right. line of duty or whatever, aren't good people. I'm just saying that. Uh, she, there's, there's always another way. There's a to a superhero. There's always another way, unless you're the Punisher and that's just your mo right. or something like that. But the, there's something about it. She's got to uphold what she has to uphold what Superman does because she's part of the Superman family, right? Um, and so if there is a death, I I don't think it's going to be on purpose. You know I, what I mean? It's going to be like really, one of those "I could have saved her" kind of deaths. See, I would really like to see, and I'm not saying necessarily the aunt. I would really like to see that choice be made, and the sister has, and the sister does it because she knows Kara won't, or Kara can't, mm. and then that I think would be a really interesting fallout. Okay. Um, so, okay. you know, yeah. any writers for the show, text me, you know, I'll share my opinion. Yeah, okay. Yeah. His number is 555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-
It's true. So they don't listen to you. Hi, it's just I'm white Frank. noise. I say things like this because I have a great voice. It sounds like I'm making fun of him, which I am, but he is, in fact, one of my best friends, so it's okay. And he'll listen to this later and be like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, just see him, like, crushing a bunch of, like, walnuts in his hands. Yeah, just, just... And then offering it to me because he's such a gentleman. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. He just mails them to you, here are the walnuts. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, here are the walnuts I crushed in joy. Um, did you... Okay, so when, when Astra gets kidnapped... Yes. I immediate... My first... My immediate thought was she's pulling a... A Joker, okay. or or she's pulling a Silva from um, Skyfall, or whatever. Right. Is she really kidnapped? I mean, she's essentially captured. Not kidnapped, right. captured. I mean, the, yeah, not kidnapped. See, I'm this, having a whole problem. With this the is words what happens tonight. when Frank's not here. Even I can't stop you from screwing. Up. Well, normally we don't record immediately after watching the show. Like this is my bedtime. Like it is late. <laughs> it is late because you were late getting here, and then we chatted a, for a while. It was the traffic. Yeah, so much traffic. Also, because you had to stop at the store and pick me up stuff, which I appreciate. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, but no, when 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 Kara talks to Astra and she's like, "Whole story. I brought this thing to help you, like remember how much I loved you. Trickery, right. blah blah blah, stuff it's, like that. Flash drive. Yeah, <laughs> you forgot your flash drive. You forgot <laughs> your flash drive. Um." Right, and then you go into the the whole exposition of like your mother lied to you mm-hmm. because yeah. your mother's a no good liar. Yeah, which is why we intentionally give her the brighter colored outfit in the flashback. That's right, to show that she's a good person, right, and a liar. Uh, oh, is she really a good person? Yeah, of course she is. This is uh, it's it's definitely one of those. What side of the coin do you fall on? That's true because, like, because the, her side definitely does condemn the planet to die. Right, like for sure, I'm with I'm with her on that side, but I don't agree with Astra's methods. Right. of you know, which seems to be the the root problem. terror anarchic destruction. Right. You know, like that's not that's not great. Just saying, you know, <laughs> we're gonna we're going to save everybody by blowing everything up. Yes, that makes perfect sense. You know? Thank you, thank you, Astra. Um, I you know. Yes, I I think that's a little bit. Um, I'm done trying to think of the word. Nah, it's a lot harder than you think it is. <laughs> it <laughs> is um, telegraphed. There we go. Mm. I think that reveal is is very telegraphed. Um, but without it, we don't get a great scene of Kara going psycho on Phantom Mama. Uh, yeah, no, that was like, if she was real, she would have killed her mother. Yes. Like, like that is, that is a very emotional moment. Yeah. Um, and I'm not actually being sarcastic about that. Oh my God. Who are you? (laughs) Like, I, I thought the, like, I thought her emotions in that scene were awesome. Like the way she acted that scene, she was hurt. She was mad. Um, she was very childlike. Yes. Um, you know, she doesn't understand why her mother would lie to her like that. And she feels hurt and betrayed. And for the most part, it's because she, you know, she leaves Krypton still at a very young age where you don't really question your parents. Yeah, like right. She doesn't, she doesn't get to go through that phase she's, of her she's life. She's just at the point of being a teenager. So. Yeah. She's like she's on ordering, the cusp of it. Yeah, she's on that cusp. Yeah, and now unless like so, she doesn't. She didn't get to go through all of those teenage years where you do kind of have these fights with your parental figures, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of comes out all at once. So she's because she's still very innocent in the ways of parents sometimes lying to protect their children. Right. So. So this is she has this is where the to go back to your point about like do you think Kara will kill because this is a couple of episodes just about in a row where we've seen her get angry like very emotionally angry a couple of episodes like for different reasons but this is just another one and so do you think that she's there will be a point and maybe maybe she does join the Kryptonians maybe she gets so angry up at her Earth folk, that she's like, you know what? Peace to my Earth folk. Gonna be with my Kryptonians. Um, I don't... 
I would like to see that. Mm. Um, it would be very new Krypton. Yeah. Um, especially if it's the idea of like, I'm going to go and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like her emotional instability at times. It is very new 52. That is one of the things I really liked about the character in the comics. You lately. liked the instability. I like the instability. I think it gives her a little bit more character depth because although what was it in the in the comics she it's essentially the same thing but for some reason she's not really like she just showed up at this age. She was she kind of aged without realizing it. Right. Whereas in the show she said she's in the phantom zone. But she's she stuck at that age up. and then she grows up. See, she is about her She's about the same age as she is in the show in the comic. Right. But she she came to Earth at that age. Right. And so Um, she's had a lot of years of living with, you know, adults. And this really just helps me keep my fingers crossed that, you know, season two or three, she gets a red lantern ring. She's definitely not. You don't know this. Yo, you're right. I don't. That You know, that's true. All right. I'll back back you up. I'm going to take a step back. I watched an episode last week in which the Martian Manhunter existed on television, exactly. and he is a main character in the show. Not like a oh, I'll appear every you know fifth episode. No, he is a main member of the cast. And let's face it, Green Lantern is like the one show this guy has not created yet for DC. So let's get on it. You you created us Flash. You gave us Green Arrow and That's Supergirl. True. And people give me Green and, Lantern. And people say you know like well you know. There's a movie universe out there. Like, are are they gonna? Why would they loop characters and stuff like that? I'm like, oh, I'm see, I'm in season two of the Flash. Yeah, people. That's why I always say, like, I'm watching the Flash on television. and I'm gonna watch him in the movie. It's okay. Right. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, and that way, you can get both sides of the coin. You want you want a dark or you want more realistic? You have the movies. You want very comic style. Mm-hmm. You have the TV shows. Um. You know, that being said, if we're going to do a little bit more comic style in the TV shows, for the love of God, can we at least get secret identities? No. no oh, well, we that's, no, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, so this is a big reveal of the episode that, um, that Cat basically confronts Kara and right. says like, yo. I know you're Supergirl, right. so I want you to take off them glasses. I wonder if afterwards she shoots an email to Lois, be like, it only took me like three months to figure this out. It took you like tw- five well, years. Well, except that she doesn't know who Superman is, so... That we know of. That's true, actually. Very true. Um, so, uh, I liked that she knew. My note in my my note in the notebook is that is just Kat, smiley face with exclamation point. Yes, I love Cat. Yeah. We all have established this. Yes. But um she she is too smart not to know. And she basically lays out she doesn't even basically she lays out all the facts. Like right. everything that's just happened in the episodes, not even anything that's not in an episode. These are the things that have happened any idiot should be able to figure this out. Um, I think my favorite part of that scene is when she's like, you know, take off your glasses. Kara finally removes the glasses. And this is one of the very few times without her glasses. Kara looks very un-Supergirl-like. Very. She just looks like She just looks Kara like Kara without, without glasses. glasses. Yeah, it's very true. You know, yeah. it goes to show you what bangs can do. Goes a long way. And the little yeah. banana curls. Yeah. Goes a long way. Yeah, I know. Also, her hair looks more brunette in that scene than it usually does. She dyes it. Yeah. She, she super fast dyes right. it in between. That's how you trick people. <laughs> um, and so, but uh, I also, but I like how Kat was just like, well, let me start by saying thank you. Uh, and so, I think it's odd that there are now three people in that office that know who she is. Right. But... Those are also the people she spends all of her time with. You know what I mean? Those are the people that should figure it out. Those are the people that should figure it out. That's a realistic way to look at it. Those are the people in the office. They don't really know her. It doesn't matter. But she spends all her day work with Kat, with Wynn, and with James. They should all know. I agree that realistically they should be able to figure it out. 
Um, that being said, as I said, this is a much more comic-y interpretation. So I would be fine if it didn't. Like, I understand that in the real world, secret identity probably doesn't work. Yes, I'd agree um, with that. But in a comic universe, you accept it. You accept that these people won't figure it out. I'm going to accept that they're flying and crashing into skyscrapers and that there's right. a green meteorite knife that hurts people and, you know, blah, well, blah, blah. to be fair, it is a knife. Yes, that's actually <laughs> true. Well, well said. Yes. Um, <laughs> jolly good. Um, the Yes, and so secret identities just come with that. Just come with that. Though I maintain... People who say, like, how would you not know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? How would you not know that Clark Kent is, you know, like, Superman, all these things? Uh, these are the, the, one. I'm not really trying to figure it out. One, I'm not trying to figure it out. Yeah. Two, like, there are hundreds of billionaires in the world. Like, by all means, tell me which one, what they all look like. Yeah. You don't know. I said that to somebody at the end of the day. They were like, how would you not know? I was like, someone tell what does Elon Musk look like? And they were like, who's Elon Musk? And I'm like, my point. Yeah. He's basically as close as you're going to get to Bruce Wayne in this world. You don't know what he looks like. And I am pretty sure Elon Musk is Batman. Yeah, he probably is. He's a huge man. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then you also don't expect like celebrities to be with you at that very moment right in front of your face. And you certainly don't expect them to put on a pair of glasses and go to work every day in the office. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and be kind of weird and goofy and all those things. And so uh, th that's why, that's why it works because it's the purloined letter. It's right in front of your face. Yep. But Kat is too good for that. She's too smart. She created Supergirl, as she says. And so... Why wouldn't she know? And she's a supporter, and now maybe she'll finally learn her name. Like maybe she won't call her no, she's Kira she, anymore. She's going to call her Supergirl now at the office. Oh, that would be terrible. Um, but that's the question: is now, yes, she is a supporter of Supergirl. What is she doing with this information? Like, do you do you? She's going to let Kara run out of the office when she needs to. She was doing that without knowing it anyway. All right. <laughs> you would think by the mid-season finale I would get used to calling her Kara by now, but I haven't. No. No. Um, yeah, she kind of was doing that already, but I think maybe there's a little bit more leniency there, and there's a little bit more of a mentoring hand there as opposed to so you don't being see antagonistic. This being, you don't see this as being an issue no, for the I, back half of the season? No, I don't think so. No. No, I don't see Kat as an antagonist of some kind. Though I do know that um, the also the reveal of Cat's son Adam Adam yeah. Foster um, is he is coming on to the show. He's going to be played by Melissa Benoit's husband Blake Jenner, and so that is going to create tension between them. I think, and yeah. so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen from there? Yeah, no, I I don't know. Um, that's right. I forgot who was going to be played by her husband, which seems odd. Well, I would assume they have good chemistry. Well, they did, because yeah, they were in Glee together. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. He, yeah, plays, yeah, yeah. he plays the not-Finn role to her not-Lea-Michelle. Oh, okay. Um, and that's not, that's not taking away from their acting or singing abilities. That was their replacement on were, the show for were, that season. Yeah, right. right. He was the jock. She was the, the quote-unquote ugly duckling, beautiful swan singer. Got it. Um, so, I mean, they, they had decent chemistry. Uh, I'm just, I, come on, give me something. You cannot keep putting these people with some good musical backgrounds and not give me a full-fledged musical episode. Okay, we're, we are eight episodes into the first season. We have plenty of time for a musical episode. I, I'm, I'm very impatient. I know you are. Like, I, I've i been a comic book fan way too long. I've had my heart broken way too much to think, to to trick myself into going, this is definitely going like 17 seasons. You know, I want it now in case there is no tomorrow. No. Like, I know there's a full season of this. Fine. Give it to me in this first full season that I know it is. In case there is no second season. Hey, this show performs really well. It's got about, it's got about 11 million viewers every week. It's which CBS's is, third highest show. Which is awesome. And I really wish CBS would do something to kind of 
not not necessarily like get out in front of it going, no, the show's great, you know, we're we're all it does super terrific, happy, you know, it's gonna be on forever. I just really wish because the internet is sometimes bogged down in negativity that sometimes that I see articles like, well, you know, Supergirl dropped a tenth of a point. The show's gone downhill. It's all yeah. over. So you know, true. Chicken Little is running for his life. That I really wish CBS would be like, look, we're not concerned that it went down a tenth of a point. You know, it's um, still. I do see some stuff like that, but I mean, if they were, if they responded like, if they did, if they did that with everything, they'd have to do it with every show, with every this, and your regular viewer isn't looking at those articles. We're looking at those articles. Right, the but, people who are going to watch the show anyway. Right, but that's the people who are most passionate about this show. Like, you're right. You don't have to do it with Blind Spot or oh, anything else. So, you want, so you're saying do it to tell the fans right. that it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because that's the thing. Is people start losing hope or think that the sky is falling. They will, they will turn. They'll they might not watch the show. They'll be like, well, I'm not going to invest my time anymore in this. You know, I liked the first few episodes of Constantine. I really wanted to get into the rest of it. And then there was like, nah, it's not going to last. And I kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my fault. And I regret it every day. Same thing with Selfie. Mm. All right. But, well, stop looking wistfully yeah. at my wall. Yeah. Um. So... I mean, that's the thing, is I really wish CBS would be like, we're, we're still behind this. We, you know, the, the ratings are better than what we thought. Because I honestly think the ratings are better than what they thought after seeing what happened with Constantine. It wasn't, a, it wasn't Most the same sad, It wasn't the same network. But, but the, it's, it's also the highest problem. rated superhero show on television because Flash pulls in about 4 million. And I think they have the highest. Or maybe Gotham has the highest. It's either Gotham, Gotham and Supergirl run neck and neck. And Pretty sure Gotham isn't pulling in 11 million people. Um, a couple weeks ago, they tied Supergirl, the 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 seat the mid season finale. I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or the week before the mid season finale. Right, but but Supergirl. but Supergirl on on a regular basis pulls in 11 million, and Gotham doesn't. Right. Um, not I'm not dissing Gotham. I love Gotham, but um, yeah, it's great this season. Um, but uh, it's we'll see what this mid season finale. Does right. Um, now, that being said, and I love the show. I've loved almost every episode. Um, for a mid-season finale, this did leave me a little bit wanting. You know, it it wasn't a great mid-season finale. And it I, was fine. And I think the biggest problem is, um, it's going almost. It's going almost the Walking Dead route where Walking Dead for a few seasons there for the mid-season or the, or the actual finale would have all the things happen the previous episode and then the mid-season or the season finale. Game of, Game of Thrones like, does that too. That, yeah, that's what episode, I'm thinking. Episode, yeah. episode 9 for 10 episodes uh, season. Yeah. Episode nine is the big deal. That it Ten becomes, is the wrap. It becomes up. almost of a letdown. Like this didn't feel to me like a letdown. I just felt like, well, this just seemed to me like this should be another show next week that really ramps up. Well, this show comes back in two weeks, so it's a mid season. It's a mid season, but it's back. Like it's really? back in yeah, it's back incredibly fast. Hmm. It's just it's basically taking the winter months off and then coming the the winter holidays off and then coming back like the old. TV schedules used to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So they're essentially, they're just going to wrap up this show earlier than normal. Is um, I would imagine that it's going to. It has to stay in for sweeps. Yeah. And so we. Well, twenty uh, twenty two episodes, I think. Is twenty. Twenty. Uh, it's got twenty episodes. 20. And I um, got the quote unquote full season. It's order. got a full season order, but it started late. And so it didn't start at the end of October. Most shows start in yeah. September or beginning of October. Um. And so that's all. That's all well and fine, um, but I think it has to go through sweeps. And so I'd imagine it's going to take some time in March off, like a lot of shows do. Um, February, the, March. The February. Yeah. There's usually a February, like, March. Come back, come back for, come back about you know the first of the year, and then 
and then uh, go through January, take a couple weeks off in February. Yeah, yeah, okay. something like that. Or yeah, there's going to be some somewhere along those lines. But this is such an effects heavy show that you have to give them right. You know, you have to give them time. Um, speaking of effects, I thought the fight at the end with the Kryptonians was quite good. Yes, um, almost scary. I was thinking there was a couple of t- there were a couple of things that happened, and I was like, "Ooh, that's like, ooh, that's that's a if Kryptonians attacked like a lot of them, right? This is this is bad. This is bad news. Yeah, it's 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 very bad. Yeah, I mean, um, there were two non-Kryptonians with them. There was the um, I can make a duplicate of myself, dude. Right, and the I, I have fog breath woman, foggy, foggy. Yes, um. Counter comic counterpoints. I couldn't think of any while I was watching, and I I didn't research long enough to um, to really look into it. Isn't isn't, isn't Multiple Man a, a comic character? Multiple Man Multiplex is Multiplex. Is, is a movie theater. Is a movie theater. Uh, yes, you are correct. Multiplex is a Flash vil- villain typically, mm-hmm. and well, multiple and Multiple Man is an X Men, which is Marvel. Um, so it's probably not that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's neither. It's I'm gonna say it's neither of those. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so there was a nice little um, Kryptonian. There was a nice little also Kryptonian. Um, there was a nice little Kryptonian reveal um, with the Martian Manhunter. Too, where he right. says, you know, I'm not human, but you don't fight like a human. And it's funny, when he said that, I was like, yeah, he definitely was fighting like a human. I don't he know was, what you're talking about. I think it was just the fact that he was stronger than a human. Um, I think that's yeah. what he was referencing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of other little things. Commander Gore was in it, who was in, who was in New Krypton, actually. Yes. Um, he got name dropped. Um, it, I think they're, I think they're setting up for that. I think they're going to do, you know, they. I don't know if they'll bring in Candor, but it almost seems like this is the direction it's heading. Candor, like I, like I wouldn't be surprised if the Kryptonians get their own little bottled city place on place on the Earth. I was going to go with mm. or above the earth. Wouldn't shock me, but it would also be remiss that like I'd miss out on a Brainiac or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if you can do Brainiac. I would like it. I would like it, but they did Brainiac on Smallville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if it really works to a to a TV show, although this does have a ton That's of effects. A ton of effects and. Martian Manhunter, just yeah. saying. In a world where Martian Manhunter is one of your leads, anything is possible. Because um, he got axed out of the Justice League movie? Yeah, well, I don't care because now I get him <laughs> on television for just as much. I'd rather have him on television. <laughs> I have to pay less money. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, so we can let's wrap up with a few things. Um, let's... Um, let's wrap up with a few things, but first, a word from our sponsor. Um, so I always like to talk to all of you today about InStockTrades.com, your number one place for 45% off books on the web. Um, Frank is a big, big proprietor of InStockTrades.com, um, and I have a book selected here, um, Usually Frank does this, and so I'm a little full lustered. Um, but I chose Superman: Last Son of Krypton uh, by Jeff Johns and Andy Kubert and Richard Donner, director of the original Superman movie from um, 1978. And so this collects Action Comics 844 to 846, 841, 866 to 870, Action Comics Annual 11. It's Superman versus Super Revenge Squad and the Phantom Zone Criminals with the life of Christopher Kent hanging in the balance plus the Brainiac epic that set the stage for New Krypton, which Palmer and I have mentioned quite a few times um, in this thing. But it's real good. I chose it because it's got it's got Nan's backstory mm-hmm. in it. And, um, and fun fact, the Brainiac portion of the storyline is what Donner had in mind for Superman 3 
if he had been given. Oh, the, I didn't. That know is that. why. Yeah, that is why Donner is actually a part of that storyline. Oh. Uh, DC went to him and was like, you know, you want to do what you had in mind for for Superman three, and Jeff Johns being the fact that he worked with Donner for so many years, um, kind of flushed out the story with him. And then you have the amazing art by the good Kubert brother, Adam. Adam. Um, you don't like Andy? Ah, he's he's the Marvel one. Oh, I like Andy better than Adam. Oh, it's, it's sacrilege on a Supergirl talk. Well, it seems that we're in an impasse, and I yep. want to ask you to get out of my house. Pistols at dawn. Yes, indeed. Oh, um, it's so early. <laughs> Can it be like cereal like at, noon? at noon? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'll fight you with the um, spoon. Like... But uh, that is a great story. Yeah, um, it's, it's real good. Really, you can't go wrong when you see the word Jeff Johns on a book. It's so true. It's so true. Actually, and you see him on, you see his name pop up on this show too. Um, well, it, it, Chief Creative Officer. Yeah, I was so, gonna say he he kind of keeps DC running. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, but this book was nineteen ninety nine, but with forty five percent off, you can get it here at ten ninety nine. That is a good bang for your buck. Uh, this is in fact even a hardcover, and so you're getting a hardcover for ten ninety nine. It's real. It's good. a hardcover for ten ninety nine. Oh no, maybe it's a trade. Paperback. It's a it's a trade paperback. Just it kidding. is a very thick trade paperback. It is very thick trade paperback. Um, it is Mine, a... the one I own, is hardcover. That's what I was right. thinking of. I think I own the hardcover as well. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Well, because hardcovers be... look better on the shelf. They do, but I like reading paperbacks better. Really? Yeah, I don't like holding a hardcover as see, much. See, I like it because it doesn't it doesn't bend. I see, but I like bending it, and so I like to bend it like Beckham. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, that is that, that is that is that is. Uh, DCBS service in stocktrades.com. All right, let's move on to our last portion of the show, the Cat Grant quote of the week. Yes. I have written down a few and I would and I have in fact selected mine. Did you? Would you like to go first? No, I'm going to let you go first because if it's the same thing, um I can just slink off sheepishly. Okay. Uh okay. Mine is, that handsome little hobbit has more cardigans than you. Really? You stuck with that one? I did. I, yeah. he, I just... As, as soon as you said it, I was handsome like, Handsome oh, little hobbit, yeah. the alliteration, I love to, me some hobbits. To That's be fair, all good. hobbits are not handsome. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you take that back. Martin no. Freeman is a gem. No. He is a treasure trove of good looks and talent. You no. take that back. I, I think you're thinking of somebody different. But... I'm really not. <laughs> Martin Freeman is pretty up in my brain. Yeah. All right, so what's yours, Mister uh, Hoppets? Aren't good enough. Mine is definitely the the quote of "If I wanted to have sex with a Beach Boy, I would still be sleeping with John Stamos." Oh my god, I didn't even hear that. When did that happen? How how did you not hear that? That was I another. Missed, I missed it. I wasn't even. That was even another part of like the leaked emails, I believe. Oh. Um, you know, so does that count? That she, does yes. that count as a cat grant quote of the week? If it's in the email, oh, then I really missed it. No, she says it as she says it in response to something. Go back and watch the episode. It is a I great will. Line. I saved it. The mm. fact that Cat Grant had sex with John Stamos, who wasn't even a Beach Boy, he was Jesse and the Rippers, who granted sang a Beach Boy song that was a good with ep- the Beach Boys. That was a good episode. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Um. So um, that was that. My. My runner-up. Actually, I had a couple. I had three runner-ups. One of them is quite heartbreaking, where she says, "Maybe my child would be better off without me." Like when you come to that break, I thought that was that was very sad. That was a very sad moment for no. her. She really gets a. She really gets all the feels in almost every episode. She does. Yeah, it's real good. My other one was. Um, like taxes, aging, and participating in Martha Stewart's Secret Santa, this yes. is something I have to do. Yes, that is that is definitely the runner-up. Um, my, I liked this one more for the reaction than the quote, which says, Lois Lane's kid sister, well, congratulations, you've got the looks. You got, yeah. But I liked Jimmy's reaction to it more than anything else, where yeah. he did this weird head he, cock and down, he, like... He did the weird thing, like, yeah. no, Lois is by far better looking... But she's with Superman, so I'm settling so for this I'm gonna, one. So I'm going to like put my head down. And right, like, I'm yeah. settling for Lucy. Or it's like, what a terribly rude thing to say to somebody you just met. Is it rude? You're complimenting somebody on their appearance. That is not rude. That is being nice. 
I wish you know you've changed would... my whole world perspective, Palmer. Yeah. I wish people would compliment me more. You know, granted, I get complimented daily, but still, your beard mm. is like the shaggy remains of a worn-out circus bear. You are horrible at this. I know that's not <laughs> that's not the game. Okay, um, that is definitely a a good quote, though. It is. I also quite enjoyed uh, Henshaw's quote of "Kryptonians are impervious to my telepathy," which Superman's find was Superman finds hilarious. hilarious. Um, Superman gets a couple of uh, uh, name drops. You know in what? Here, We're not. Yeah, and you're glossing over because the best part about that statement is he did not tell her that he is a telepath. So this is mm. her finding out, and her facial reaction during that entire scene is just awesome. Yes, that is that is actually also true. Um, um, the nope, I've lost it. I'm, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter no more. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm gonna make another pitch for a season two episode. I want uh, a Christmas Carol with Cat Grant. Oh I my want, god! I want Cat Grant to be visited by the ghost of three superheroes. Booster Gold, yes. Ghost of Christmas Future, yep. Booster Gold, um, but not Nathan Fillion. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. Hold on. We'll just, this is deep. This is going to be deep cut. Um, Jacob Marley is going to be the gentleman ghost. Oh yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and then Ghost of Christmas Past. Is going to be the. It's going to be. Sti- it's going to be the ghost of Steve Lombard, um, uh, the sports, the sports, the sports writer from the, the Daily writer, from no, the I, Daily you, Planet. You need a superhero. Like, oh, you what, need, I need a superhero. What golden age superhero does do? Does DC still have under contract? They okay, no. Nope, okay, no. Nope, okay, I got this. No, nope, no. Nope, I'm no. Nope. Okay, so gentleman ghost is Jacob Marley. Jonah Hex is Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh yeah. yeah. Ghost of Christmas Present. I think you do Kara. Like, Kara has Kara will yeah. be Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah. And then Booster Gold. Yeah. Ghost of Christmas Future. Because he's from the future. Right. See? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, that's that's pretty much all you need for the script. We should just send that in. Booster Gold could show up on this show. It wouldn't shock oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Booster Gold can show up in any of the shows. I don't think he could show up in Arrow. Nobody can show up in Arrow. Yeah, you dislike it. It's Batman. Just call it Batman. But it's not. It's Arrow. Really? Does it have Ra's al Ghul? Yeah, what's your point? Does it have a Batcave? No. It's gonna have No, more. Supergirl has a Batcave. How does Supergirl have a Batcave? The DEO is in a giant cave with giant computers. <laughs> but it's not her. With a training room. It's not it has her. a Batcave. I love her training room. It just reminds me of Karate Kid's Cobra Kai dojo the entire time. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Why didn't you finish me? Because I'm not trying to kill you, sister. I'm just training. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no. Uh, Alex did not point out that Kara definitely just blew a hole in the wall of her mom's uh, the Kryptonian science Alex's room check. or whatever. Yeah, absolutely does. Lanshaw's <laughs> just there, and that's going to cost you this much money. But she did it. it we don't paying her. Mm. Well, I also saw an article today when I I can't unfortunately source it it might have been people um where they explain how Kara actually can afford her ginormous beautiful apartment and i guess it's well, i would assume cat pays her well no it's modeled after a real apartment which they did film in once i guess um and except that they added a bathroom because that's apparently right. needed um but the um i guess it's like there's a deal. She even has like a deal with the landlord to like be the super and like all these like little cute little things, and it seemed fine and cute. It's not. I think it's the designer's like rationale, but right. But I don't, I don't know. know if it's I the shows. Kat, I think Cat pays her well. I think she's gonna pay her well now if she doesn't pay um, if she didn't before. And let me just say, I love her cape. For one, it looks leathery. I I just love it. Pretty sure because it is. Um, yep. Kryptonian leather. Right, but I mean, Rich it's Kryptonian not, it doesn't look leather. like satin. Like, anytime you see Superman's cape, it looks like a cape. It looks like, like, it it looks like a cape you should be wearing a top hat with, only yeah. it's red. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks very leathery and much more functional. Um, also, I do have the question uh, that I noticed today. Mm. 
What is that cape exactly attached to? I don't know. Because I thought that when she was lying under. on the ground, because yeah, it goes under the sh- the the shirt. Um, I would assume that it's almost like real suspenders, but there's a button on the inside of the pants that you attach those to. That the cape is attached like a t- with a button or something like that. I I am just now gonna picture that she is wearing suspenders for some reason under her. Nope, that's not what I. That's not what <laughs> that I said. Is, that's that not the exactly point I was trying to said. make. And with that, um, that is the end of Supergirl TV talk. You can find us um, mostly on Twitter at TV Supergirl, and you can also um, you can also email us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Um, you can also find Frank and myself on uh, Beer with Geeks, our other podcast, which comes out on Fridays. You can also find Frank and I coming up in January on Legends TV Talk, in which we will be gathering with a whole host of other podcasts to talk about the upcoming uh, CW DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Until next time, Palmer, thank you so much for coming on and saving my butt. Fans of the show, start a petition to keep me here. Come on, you can do it. You have the power. No, they have power, but no petition We'll save you. Or maybe. I don't know if they really like you. Why not? I enjoy your company. We watch this show every Monday together anyway. Come on. Me and Frank would be so much better. We can... Oh, hi, Tim. Oh. That's just rude. Rude. Well, until next time, up, up, and away.